Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun. <sighs> Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions. See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Great. There goes my towel. The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland, a proud sponsor of Irish Rugby. Never stop competing. This is the Rugby World Cup on the Left Wing. This is the Left Wing Podcast from Tour. Rory O'Connor and Keen Tracy are here with me again. That's probably not the best location to do this right beside a tram stop. My and apologies. I'm just watching four, five members of the Ireland squad cycle by, coming in from their team out there. Uh, ahead of their move to, to non tomorrow, so we better not be too uh, too critical as we chat away. But yeah, we'll get a few ding-dings in the background. <laughs> Well, you did pick us a nice spot in the shade, like pretty much all around in no. Bordeaux, but to, like you've just let your standards uh, yeah. drop, Sinead, considerably right here. It's going to be absolutely scalded. Yeah. It, well, it wasn't, it was actually, it wasn't too bad this morning, but it definitely has got hotter now um, as the day has gone, gone on. But um, I spoke to Tonga and Toulouse centre, Peter Aki. We're going to hear from him later in the podcast. He talks about making his World Cup debut this weekend, how Bundy Aki has gone rather quite recently in their WhatsApp group and about uh, Tyler Blenda, the assistant coach, the Tonga assistant coach, how he may have something up his sleeve for Ireland uh, this weekend. Uh, we were out at the Ireland press conference earlier and uh, we got an injury update as well, Keane. So we're going to hear from Mick Carney. Actually, let's hear from Mick Carney first. And this is him on the players recovering from injury and how they're getting on. Very good training session today and um, everybody came through that really well. Uh, Jack without running, which was a real positive. And while Saturday will come a little bit early for him, I think that the signs are really positive in terms of being available to train fully next week and hopefully be available for South Africa. Okay. So was that his first on-pitch ses- session? That was his, not, not since we got to tours, but it's his first for the last few days. So he's been doing most of his rehab in the gym uh, with the physios. And today was obviously a very big day for him in terms of getting out and, and running. And uh, he ran really well and was really positive and uh, in, a, in a good place afterwards. And what about uh, Dan Sheehan, Dave Kilcoyne and Robbie Henshaw? Are they available for... They, all, they were all integrated fully into training today and all trained, trained fully. So that's uh, positive as well. So it seemed fairly positive. So obviously Jack Conan has been ruled out of this weekend's game anyway, first and foremost. Yeah, which is obviously no surprise really at all. Um, I thought your follow-up question was pretty pertinent, Sinead, about asking um, if it was the first time that Jack Onan has been able to to run because I know you guys and I've been there as well at some of the vision access that we get, the, the short kind of insights before training and Conan hasn't been there. Even at the captain's run in Bordeaux last week, um, Dan Sheehan and Dave Kilcoyne were on the sideline not doing anything and there was no sign of Jack Conan so uh, yeah as you heard from McCarney there that they're hopeful that he'll return to training next week uh, to be involved against South Africa so I mean it's already six weeks uh, since Jack Conan has played in that Italy game it'll be seven come next week now you'd imagine he would be on the bench anyway but it's a, it's a big ask I think after so long having been ruled out but like if they could get him back in time for that South Africa game what a boost it would be I mean Jack Conan has been brilliant since over the last kind of few games that he's played and then you have Dan Sheehan 
Dave Kilcoyne and Robbie Henshaw um, are all back in training today, which I'm not sure does that mean we like they're available for selection. I think they'd probably tell us they are, but if they're only back in full training today on Wednesday, then you would wonder how fit they are. My sense is that someone like Dave Kilcoyne will almost certainly play this weekend, whether it's off the bench or starting. We'll have to wait and see. I think Robbie Henshaw will be involved as well, but my gut feeling would be that I'd be surprised if we see Dan Sheehan. I think they're really keeping him on ice to ensure that he's good to go for the South Africa game. Yeah, of course, uh, Andy Farrell is going to name his team tomorrow, Rory, and it feels like it's going to be a lot stronger than we would have anticipated. Yeah, like it's... Well, I, I still think... I, I, I do think that there will be some changes that it won't be the full team back-to-back that they'll try and freshen things up, keep things fresh a little bit for South Africa and they're conscious probably of at least some of the players who didn't play last week getting an opportunity. And Craig Casey did media yesterday, which would suggest that he will be involved. Like, I don't think bringing Craig Casey in, into this... I, I would say Murray's going to start with Casey on the bench would be the way I've been looking at it from out the outset. Could end up being wrong, but that doesn't weaken Ireland significantly as Tonga. Obviously, Jameson Gibson Park is a very important player, but uh, I think we, think we saw a few things like James Ryan be taken off early last week, Doris be taken off early. I, you know, they'll they'll be involved. I would have thought I was kind of expecting Doris to start Ryan to be on the bench. My thinking about this game has always been that the Samoa team was the indication yeah. of what this will be. But you know, Andy Farrell says he starts every week and picks his team at that time. And the big question, and it was the subject of our great debate on the website today, is whether to go with Sexton or not. I do think it would be important to give Ross Byrne the week, you know, run the show. But even the way Sexton spoke last week in yeah. the stadium, he wants to play. He wants to play. He looks in form. He's only got a certain amount of times playing for Ireland left in his career. And, who, you know, Andy Farrell may feel, well, hang on a second. We want to win the World Cup. Beating Tonga is a pretty important step along the way. And the B team, as Keane has pointed out several times, have struggled. It probably won't like being called the B team. But the team, when the players are rested, they have struggled to put in performances and, and put away teams. And Tonga are dangerous. That Ireland should beat them. I think they will beat them. But they will pose problems for Ireland. I still expect someone like Ryan Bear to be involved to play. I still expect Finley Beatham to start. I think they'll rotate a little bit. I think it would be crazy not to. But I think... I don't think there's a weak team in that Ireland squad. Like there is, Maybe there's weak areas beneath the surface, but I still think it'll be quite strong. Yeah, it's funny. Like it's As the week has gone on and you're starting to see which players are being put up for media, You, as Rod says, you do yeah, get a better... Yeah, Keith Earls was out you do well get a, Yeah, you do get a better sense. Ty Byrne, we'll have a piece with him tomorrow as well. I mean, they're, like, Ty Byrne is a, a certain starter in Ireland's first choice team. So I wonder if they have slightly deviated from the... They, they all would have played in, in that game in Bayonne as, as well. So like it's not... Like that was still a strong team it just was had a few I think this bench is going to be very strong personally it is I just I wonder though Andy is it the right decision going strong going full strength I think it is yeah I think it is I, th- I think they need it I, th- I think they need another big hit out before they play South Africa I, I just don't think they're quite there yet well I think from a squad harmony point of view I think it would be good to get everyone who's fit a game I think it would be important if Kilcoyne is fit to get yeah. him 50 minutes into his belt. That's more for, though, like, because he needs the game. Like, I'm not sure if Andy Farrell... Like, he's going to need to be playing it. Like, he, we, they need Kilcoyne coming off the bench fully firing against South Africa because we know what's coming on, on the bench. So <laughs> I, I think there's a bit of management to be done. I don't... I don't I think picking an unchanged team, for example, or a strong as. Yeah, be, I don't think anyone's think, ex- expecting an unchanged team. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't play Sexton personally at this point. I think Sexton... You know, he's had his outing. I think bring him off the bench. You know, have him there for security. Give him twenty twenty five minutes. But you know, I I think 
the risk of with Tonga because of the type of team they are and the fact that they're going to be incredibly emotional. Having you spoke with Peter yeah, Aki today, they are that they're yeah. fired up for this. Uh, and Sexton's a furry character at the best of times. The risk of injury. I'm not a cotton wool merchant. I don't think you need to rest all your players all the time. But I do see value in, in, in keeping Sexton in reserve and bringing him in at the point where you need him to close out the game. I think certain guys like if Robbie Henshaw is actually fit, Dave Kilcoyne, like I said, like those guys need minutes, particularly ahead of the South Africa game. So I think that's fair enough. I'm not sure if Andy Farrell will be sentimental about the idea that every player has to get some game time at this World Cup. I think maybe, I don't know if that was done in the past, but I, I keep going back to that Japan game in 2019 and how much, like, none of the players want to say it, but they took Japan, you know, for granted. And while I don't think this Tongan team are going to be as strong as that Japanese team four years ago, I mean when Andy Farrell took over from Joe Schmidt, one of the, the great beauties in that, like a lot of people thought it was going to be a continuation of the same thing. But what you actually had was a, an assistant coach who saw things that worked, but also things that didn't work. So I think Andy Farrell, like he, he had a front row seat for what went wrong in that Japanese game. So I can totally see where Rudd's coming from in terms of having sex in, in reserve. But if you want to get out, you want to build that cohesion, Sinead, that yeah. you were talking about against South Africa. Like you look at South Africa's form over the last while, but also the quality of games that they've played. They've come through the rugby championship. They played the All Blacks in Twickenham and they played France last week. You would imagine that they are going to rotate their team heavily to play Romania this weekend and whatever team they put out, they could put on a bigger score than Ireland did with their first choice team uh, last week, particularly because Romania will be battered and bruised after that Ireland game. So, um, it's definitely a fine balancing act, mm. I think. So you think it'll just be it'll be a strong bench as well. Well, I like if you rotate, I think yeah. you keep a, like that's, yeah. that's what happened against Samoa again, and like they brought on Herring, Ryan, Omani, and yeah. they they were the ones to change the game. And I would expect if they rotate the front row, for example, that like we spoke to Porter yesterday, I'd expect Furlong to be involved. Um, I would expect. Um, Sheen, well, I expect Keller to start with either Herring or Sheen, depending on the fitness. Probably Herring on the bench, you know. I think you don't weaken things necessarily by play, playing a Baird. You know, I think McCluskey, you know, do you play, I mean, sorry, Bundyak, he's in the form of his life. Maybe you do back him through, but McCluskey can do a very good job for you against Tonga. He's he's built for this kind of opposition and he's a very good player in his own right. So I'm just looking at the players who haven't played in the squad yet and you're not really weakening the team. I think Van der Fleer was on the bench last week for a reason because he he starts this weekend. He's naturally a very strong player to have in your squad. Like a back row of Baird, uh, Van der Fleer, Doris, that's a pretty good back row. A second row of Henderson, captain of the team, and 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 Tyg Byrne, as it was in in um, in Bayonne, very strong. The second choice front row is a very good, good second choice front row, and then you've got the first choice to go back on. They're the changes I was expecting coming into the week, and I still saw always saw the logic in that. I mean, would I be annoyed if like I I think Farrell, I can see the the, the argument for both, but I I would be. I'd be a bit, a little bit surprised if if certain players were were left kicking their heels for for eight weeks. They plan to be here for the whole thing. Andy Farrell was a dirt tracker in 2007 World Cup. He wasn't picked during the knockouts. He knows what it's like to be part of a squad for this long. He's been part of the two Lions series as well. He knows the importance of keeping people on tour. Now, this he always say that this they always say this Irish team, um, like they don't they're good teammates. You know, it's all about being part of the 33. They're very happy and stuff. But if you're not don't have any involvement in the World Cup that's difficult. So I do think there's a value in getting, I'm not saying give cheap caps out, but well, he I doesn't think, do which he doesn't do that. He doesn't yeah. do, but I think everyone in this squad is, is capable by and large of playing in a World Cup. Like Jimmy O'Brien, for example, didn't play last weekend. I think he, he, he you wouldn't yeah. weaken the team significantly by having him in it. I wonder though, if 
he will strengthen up the team that played the Samoa game by adding a bit more experience, a bit more quality to almost, you know, make a point to the squad. Because like you said, Rod, I've been banging the drum for a while that when the top players haven't been playing and it's been a consistent team throughout the last few years, they haven't hit the standard. So they haven't done it up to now. So will Andy Farrell think... I have to put more in experience in there because the guys haven't delivered. There are no second chances when it comes to the World Cup, like I'm saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the guys who did feature against Samoa, but it was so telling that night. And I know the conditions were horrible, but like Rod touched on... horrible again on Saturday. Exactly. But it was so telling when James Ryan, Rob Herring and Peter Mahoney came off the bench, what difference they made. And it was squeaky bum time at the end of that game. Like Ireland do not want to be finding themselves in that position in Nantes on Saturday. And especially when it comes to around the line as well, they need to start getting cohesion Well, going. this is it. Like, this is the week where it has to happen. I mean... Paul O'Connell has to earn his stripes this week. They have, I think this is when they start showing things. Um, I know they're still keeping stuff in reserve for South Africa next week. And Tonga, you know, they have Vafafide in there. They have good forwards. They're probably not line-out team. Maybe you still are holding stuff back because you, we know where the box are so strong. But at some stage, you've got to have a dress rehearsal and we saw what happened to Scotland last Sunday. If your line out and your scrum don't function against the box, you're gone. Um, and that is the big concern coming into this, ga- this game. And you talk to people in the game and stuff, they all say the caliber of personnel that's in there, they will get it right. They will get it right. But we have to see it at some stage. We, you know, until there has we do, to be some evidence yeah. Yeah, and education. Like the, the light, it was interesting. People will be able to read about it tomorrow in the Irish Independent and Independent.ie. But Ty Byrne, I thought it was interesting, brought up the line-out struggles on his own. And then I asked him later on in the press conference about it, you know, if it was a concern. Um, and he kind of then said, no, it was like small fixes, which is the fairly stock answer. I'm not expecting him to say, oh, no, we're, we're really panicking here. But it was very interesting that he brought it up himself. So it's been clear from the out outside that the lineup ha- or the line out hasn't been functioning as well as it should and you can imagine internally it, it is as well so um, I mean if you're line out if you're losing line outs against the likes of Romania I mean that does not bode well for what's to come next week in South Africa so I agree I think Paul O'Connell will be working overtime this week um, to make sure you get it right Okay thanks lads uh, well as I mentioned earlier I spoke with Peter Aki over Zoom from their team hotel in Paris have a listen Peter, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the Left Wing podcast. Firstly, Tonga didn't have a game last weekend. You must be really looking forward to getting your World Cup going this weekend. Yeah, no, I am. Uh, and the team uh, as well. Um, obviously, watching all the games on the weekend and, and we had uh, our ceremony on Sunday into our base and, and the boys just itching to go. And you obviously previously played for New Zealand Sevens, but under the eligibility rules, you switched to Tonga and made your debut in July. Tell us what it means to you to play for Tonga. It's special. Obviously, like you said, uh, I've played for All Black Seven and that is special. But getting back to, to Tonga and for the first time and, and just being able to see where I was uh, with my family, my mom and, and her brothers and sisters, my, my grandparents were brought up. And uh, it's just an amazing experience and to receive my first jersey for Tonga uh, and just sing the anthem and do the Sipitao for the first time was banked in, in the memory bank for forever. Can you describe just the sense of unity, of camaraderie that's there in the squad? Yeah, there is. Um, the boys are really close uh, and that all started eight weeks ago when we all got together for the first time in Tonga. You know, we, we have our cover ceremonies after every game just to bring all the boys together and, and have a chat about the game itself or, or the week. 
and it just builds connections um, and, and brings brings the boys uh, closer. And I feel that eight weeks leading up until now, um, it's just it's just made this group a lot stronger. So we're really looking forward to this Saturday. You obviously won the top 14 with Toulouse uh, in June. You started in the centre for, for that final and what an incredible finish that was against La Rochelle. What did that win do for even you personally, confidence-wise, coming into this World Cup? Yeah, for me personally, it was just a confidence booster because uh, I've, I've missed the first part of the, the seasons of the last two seasons. And we came up short last year and to, to win the top 14, not only for Toulouse, uh, the city, but for my family, um, it means a lot. And I just want to try use that experience and try replicate that for, for this team during this World Cup, uh, if I can. And you're obviously familiar with some of the Irish players, Bundiaki, from your, your time with Connacht. <laughs> yeah, we, try, we chat a lot. We have a group of some of the boys uh, from back home and, and Bundy's involved. Uh, so there's a lot of banter um, going back and forth with me and him. Uh, it was a bit quiet last last week um, leading up into the World Cup. So I, d- I don't know if he's he's taking uh, this game uh, really serious. So. Is, is there no chat for him at the moment, is there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see, we'll see. What, what are your memories from Connacht? Well, when I first arrived, they had this beer tent in the centre of the village and uh, it was during uh, Christmas time and Bundy actually took me there during the week and um, he got me a, a pint and he said, don't lose this because you can you can refill it uh, whenever you want. So that's probably the last thing I remember after that. Uh, that well, that's a, that's, that's a good memory to have. Um, of course, we're very familiar with Malachi uh, Fekitoa from his season at Munster, helped Munster win the URC final. What's it like playing with him? I'm sure he'd love to start with him this weekend. And uh, I, I assume he's been giving you the inside knowledge on the Irish players he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Malachi's always got something to say in, in our team meetings, so... Yeah, he's he's been giving us some of uh, his monster boys' uh, tendencies. Um, me and me and Malachi go go way back. We've obviously played against each other um, back in Auckland. He's a Wesley boy. I'm a Calston boy, and we we've gone against each other. And then first time we've played together was uh, for the Tongan comp uh, back in Auckland uh, for Lehona. That's when we first linked up, and um, we've just been close uh, ever since. So it'll be good uh, if we get the chance to play together. Yeah, I'm sure. And what is the feeling in the squad coming up against, you know, number one ranked team in, in the world? What is your approach coming into this uh, pool game in London Saturday? I guess for the last eight weeks, the preparations, just it's just all been about first game, Ireland, first game, World Cup. And this week, it's just been a big emphasis on, on being prepared and preparing well as well as we can all the little details and you know just trying to put out a good performance 80 minute performance the set day uh, for us for, for Tonga um, and for our families Yeah and um, obviously Ireland have the game against South Africa a week later and you know maybe the talk already has started outside of the camp about South Africa so he, you know is there a hope there within the squad that maybe they're thinking a bit too much about South Africa next week yeah, obviously, um, all the boys here see social media and, and we talk about it, but, you know, any team that Ireland put out is going to be world class. Uh, you know, they got quality players. So we're, we're looking forward to the challenge and whoever they put out on Saturday, Saturday, um, we'll take them on. 
you know, I'm sure I'm sure you've done your homework on them as well. And ha- have you seen vulnerabilities there? Uh, you know, as good, you know, I, I know you're saying whatever side they send out. But, you know, do you feel you can you can cause an upset with the talented players in your squad? Yeah, um, we have, uh, well, Tyler um, Blandell, our our backs coach, our attack coach. He's obviously uh, played for Munster. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve and, and uh, some places we think we can attack, but um, we'll try see and, and, and try it out and, and do it on Saturday. And, and what, you know, what would be the, the overall aim for you, you know, getting the chance now playing in your first World Cup? I mean, there must be a huge sense of motivation there. Yeah, first World Cup. That's why last week, like, I was wishing that we were playing last week uh, just to get it out of the way and obviously had to wait another week and then train another week. But I'm really excited just to to play this weekend. And yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we sure will. Well, thank you very much for joining us on The Left Wing and best of luck this weekend, Peter. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Peter for his time there. So all will be revealed tomorrow. What time is the team being launched again at? Around 4pm, I think, French time. So three back home and yeah, a couple of time zones. So they're already talking about a little bit earlier um, tomorrow. They travel so. down to Nantes, of course, tomorrow. Yes. We're all on the move early. again. Yes, I think I'm on the possibly on the team train again. So I might have some stories about the, the recce um, like, like we were last week going to Bordeaux. Should be fun. We expect a lot from that, Keen. Okay, great stuff. We will be back with a podcast after the team is announced tomorrow. But for now, thanks for listening. Listen and follow The Left Wing wherever you get your podcasts.